So, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, welcome to another edition of Last Man Standing with myself, Nigel Mann. Today we talk about dark kitchens and the technology behind it. Cloud base, is it expensive? How do we do it? If you had a dark kitchen, how could you get that to market? We talk to one of the experts in the field, Mr Liam Anderson. Liam, welcome sir. Thank you. No Pleasure to be here. No problem at all. So, so just talk to me about sort of cloud-based for SME and hospitality. How can we use it? What is it? And, you know, talk me through. Okay. One of the things we know about is the pandemic has forced many restaurants to become dark kitchens, and they're using various delivery firms to get their food to the customer's table. So the enabling technology for this is the internet. Users can order their food uh, via a smartphone app or website, which then passes the order to the kitchen. The kitchen prepares the food and delivery person brings it to the customer. The kitchen stays where it is. The delivery person has replaced the waiter and the table and chairs are in the customer's home. Large delivery firms have been able to grow up very quickly because they use cloud computing. In the past, the cost of buying hardware was a major entry barrier to anyone wanting to build an internet-based business. Today, cloud-based computing enables the entrepreneur to rent instead of buy all their computer infrastructure and only pay for what they use. In the long run, this is going to have the same democratizing effect on computing that hotels did for travel. Before hotels existed, most people didn't travel very much because they didn't have a summer house to go to and stay in. And buying such a house was beyond their meat, as was the horse and carriage in or needed to travel. The introduction of railways in the 19th century and hotels brought a new pay-per-use model to the travel industry where users paid for miles consumed on the railways and paid per night stayed in hotels. I have a mate who's a software entrepreneur and he actually runs a serverless IT company. He has a team of developers creating software and the only hardware they actually have are their own laptops. Everything else is on one of the cloud providers servers and they just paid for the min- pay for the minutes that they use. So if a local restaurant or group of restaurants wanted to set up a local delivery chain to undercut the big boys, they wouldn't need to buy a data center. Setup costs would include the necessary legal costs, obviously, setting up processes and system design costs, but everything could be hosted on the cloud, so the upfront cost would be reduced to a minimum. The lowest cost way to do it would be simply to advertise on social media yourself with a phone number and a guy on a motorbike. It is the classic old school takeaway food style, but it does the job. If your menu is on a website or on a social media, it is in effect in itself a form of cloud. People can order that way. That sounds fascinating, Liam. I mean, you know, very, very interesting. That. I mean, you know, certainly the way forward, isn't it? You know, I mean, you know, you mentioned dark, dark kitchens there, and you know, you know, nobody wants sort of chairs and tables and things like that anymore. You know, you talked about sort of paper use and sort of serverless. This is this is great technology, but but just talk to me. What's the market then? You know, who, who, who's this aimed at? Yeah, just talk me through that. Well, I don't imagine that your local chippy would want to set up their own delivery organisation or cloud. They're probably a bit too small for that. But I could imagine, for example, a group of restaurants in a small town might think of clubbing together to do it, or perhaps a small restaurant chain, uh, which might have, you know, a small regional restaurant chain, something like that might do it. I don't think it would need millions, that's for sure. Yeah, and I, I like the idea of that. I mean, you know, group of restaurants basically, you know, c- coming together, yeah, and I like the sort of, you know, the, the, the sort of cost. And when we talk about cost in a moment, yeah, because that's certainly a, a barrier, to, isn't it? You know, it's just, it, it, it always costs a fortune to do these things. But, you know, with technology and moving along and, you know, that, that, that that's going to bring us down. But, I mean, you know, mo- most of these SMEs are 90% of the hospitality market are SMEs. So, 
you know, they're using their own computers. They haven't got big servers, you know. So, so just talk us through the sort of, you know, do I need to use my own computer? Do I need to use my own server? How does it work? Okay, well, the whole point about cloud computing is that little or nothing is actually going to be stored on your own computer. That's the whole point. It's stored on these huge data centers. And these cloud providers are expert at running these data centers. So the first thing that matters is your data is probably safer on their machines than it would be on your own machine because they've got better technology to accommodate it on and they've got experts to run it. They also know how to deal with hackers. And this is important consideration because within G with GDPR, if you have a GDPR violation, you can get absolutely hammered with that. So um, these guys will look after you probably better than you could look after yourself. The hardware, as I mentioned, will be top of the line industrial quality. So there's going to be very little downtime. And the third thing is, is that because that they are a service which they're providing to you, they are going to have legal responsibility to look after your data. So if anything goes wrong, you have got some legal recourse. Um, whereas if it's your computer and something goes wrong, you are on your own. Yeah, that's, I think you're absolutely right there. I, I, I like the idea of corporate governments and sort of, you know, somebody else takes the responsibility, especially for the you know, GDPR. Gosh, you know, that's, that's a massive subject, isn't it? And nobody wants their restaurant sort of data and, you know, sort of, sort of violation, that sort of stuff. You know, it's just, yeah, I, I, I think you're absolutely right. You know, it's just... It's you know why would you use your own computer? Get an expert in, you know, uh, bring it in. Yeah, but, but I guess with experts, it's sort of it sounds expensive. Yeah, you know. So so so, so what are this sort of you know? I'm an entrepreneur. I've got my own restaurant. I've got my dark kitchen. You know, I put my menus online. I've sort of got my database. I've sort of got my marketing. So, I, I, what's the upfront cost and sort of what's what's the ongoing cost? Sounds expensive, Liam. Okay, it's very difficult to quote precise or even ballpark figures because there's too many variables. Uh, the upfront costs would be a lot less than if you tried to set up your own data center than your own hardware, simply because you don't have to buy it. But what you would have to pay in terms of upfront costs, either way, would be a certain amount of basic software development costs to create the website and the apps. And of course, that also depends on how complex you want the website to be and what you want it to do. There's obviously going to be no hardware installation or maintenance costs because there's no hardware installation, there's no hardware to install and maintain. Software licenses will not you won't need to worry about those but the main expenses would be how much you pay per second to use to keep the system running and they literally measure it in seconds these days and this would usually be you know totted up invoiced on a monthly bill various providers have different plans which they which they can offer you wow so, 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 sounds amazing so it literally is a pay-as-you-go solution this one i mean Quite clearly, Absolutely. You know, it's, 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 I, I like the idea of you know the, the, the upfront costs and what I'm spending and basically you know it's a bit like a telephone contract, isn't it? That quite clearly I need to know exactly what my bill's going to be at the end of it, rather than basically you know an, an open-ended bill that quite clearly you know it's it's getting back to that cost base, isn't it? So I like the idea of that, and I, I, in fact I love the idea of it. You know, it's just but I guess for me is it. Is it easy to conduct? What, what sort of knowledge do I need? You know, it's just, I don't need loads of IT knowledge. What do I need? Well, like anything in the IT world, you're going to need some IT know-how. And what, and obviously, you're going to need that. Once the applications have been developed, how easy they are to use depends on how well you brief the developer who developed them and how good a job he or she made of building the app or website for you uh, and how good a job he or she made training you to use the website as well because a good developer will not just stop at developing the website and throw it at you they'll also say to you 
this is how you can do this, this is how you can do that, this is how you can do the other. And if you need me, give me a call and maybe you could have some kind of service agreement with him as well. So that's also possible. Okay, so, so basically it's about relationships with basically the people you know and having a good brief and, and, and sort of briefing them, isn't it? I mean, guess guess it's always you know in the back of what you're briefing you get out. So, you know, it's, it's, it's having that idea about your website. It's a bit like we build a website, exactly the same, isn't it? So, you know, you have some idea of what you want to say, what you want to do, what your content is, what your brand is. As long as you brief that in, you're going to get something out of it, yeah? So, I, 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 you know, it, 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 it sounds great. It sounds absolutely fantastic, you know? I guess the question is, is can anyone do this? Can Joe blog do this? Do I need to be a hospitality? You know, what What, what do I need to be? Can You can do it. Does it... Can anyone do it? Well, as I mentioned, there are some costs, but the costs involved are going to be nothing like costs of buying, at, of buying, installing and setting up a data center. So you don't need to be a multinational company or, you know, a big enterprise level customer to set up something like this and run it. This is how the companies, which are the big delivery companies, have actually managed to spring up so fast because... They didn't need millions of upfront investment to construct the data centers. The data centers are already there. They're just renting space on them. But the point is, if they can rent space on them, so can anyone else. The beauty of this is the upfront costs are less. So the other thing is, if it doesn't turn out to be successful, your sunk costs are less too. So you can cut your losses. Okay, so as long as I've got the investment, yeah, I can basically invest in a cloud-based business that quite clearly can help me not balance it, is what you're saying, yeah? So... You know, that that sounds absolutely ideal for me because you know it's always those upfront costs and it's always that sort of expenditure it's always that cash flow it's always that you know how much you're going to invest how much you're going to get back what's my ROI and all those sort of sort of things you know but what about sort of what about delivery you know is it's is it, you know just talk me through the delivery of it then you know I've got the cash I've basically got my expenditure put in how do I deliver it well. I mean, I guess what you'd need to do is to approach a website developer, first of all, to and, and give him the brief on what you want, not only in terms of the pictures, the branding, all the rest of it, but also the processes. Because if someone's going to be ordering through a website or something like that, you need to have the database and the interface in front of it so they can put the order in, and then that order would then come to your organization when you could send the delivery people out, uh, something like that. So you would need to get some idea in advance of what processes you want so they could build that in there. Then you would also need to match that with the physical delivery organization because, I mean, you know, cloud computing does not include teleportation. Even Elon Musk hasn't worked, hasn't figured that one out yet. So you'll need to get that sorted out as well. But that's going to be more of a legal challenge rather than a technical challenge in terms of finding people who will do the delivery. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, you know, and quite clear, we'll talk about that in a moment, but, you know, it's just... This sounds absolutely fascinating, Liam. I'm, I'm, I'm really into this at the moment. You know, sort of, you know, entrepreneurs listening to this podcast will think, you know, I've got this, got this great idea for food. You know, how do I get into the market? How do I get my menus out there? How do I basically, you know, get my cloud base? You know, and I guess the big boys in there, the big nationals, are sort of doing this at the moment. You know, it's just, it's, it, what I find with the big nationals, I find it very, very expensive. Your sort of solution sounds like absolutely ideal, where you know, cuts down that cost base, it cuts down that sort of capex, you know, cuts down that sort of setup costs, you know, and absolutely fantastic. You know, I, I guess now we've got entrepreneurs that can work out of kitchens, you know, get their menus to home delivery and basically get that sort of what I class as the closure, you know, the closure between operations, cloud base and end customer use. So, you know, we've got, we've got a total solution here, which is absolutely fantastic. Those people listening will say, you know, 
how do we get on to this stuff? This is golden stuff, isn't it? I mean, what are the next stages? You know, what 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 do we need to do? You know, those who are listening to us is how do we get on to this? Just talk me through that. Well, I think you'd need to think about your operation and how much your current delivery charges are eating into your profits. And if your sales volumes would be sufficient to justify thinking about developing your own sales and delivery channel. As I mentioned at the start, your average chippy wouldn't do it because their sales figures are probably not going to be sufficient to actually justify even the upfront investment into a cloud operation. So there's still going to be a minimum size for this. I can't quantify it exactly, but it's going to be bigger than your average chippy, that's for sure. So then what you would need to do is you'd need to think very carefully about marketing, because I suspect that probably the big delivery boys, they're spending probably as much, if not more money on marketing to the SMEs who are using them than they are actually on the cloud computing. The cloud computing might not necessarily be the most expensive bit. It might be the marketing and it might be all the legal work because they've got thousands of drivers and this type of thing. So you're going to want to look into modes of cooperation and you might want to contact, uh, you know, integrators, people like that, who can help you out and set these things up. Okay, so that sounds fascinating, doesn't it? I mean, you know, I, I, I see you missed some valid points there. You know, the marketing is important. The sort of, you know, it's not just about cloud-based. You know, those sort of operators, those entrepreneurs, got great products, great sort of menus, you know, got got a great food offering and a sort of home delivery. But I think there's a bit more to it than that. So I guess basically, you know, I'm saying, who do you actually contact? You know, I, I, you, yourself, Liam, you know, you're the expert in this field, yeah? So, you know, do, do they contact you and... You know, who they talk to? Right. Uh, I mean, I guess they could contact me to start with. I don't have a list of people I, I can reel off, uh, you know, at the drop of a hat for them to contact us. Specialist consultants who can set these things up. Alternatively, if you wanted to make it a bit more direct, go to someone, probably start with a website designer, because website designers would probably know how to get in touch cloud providers to set that up. And they would probably have some idea about designing websites and this type of thing, which would include asking the questions about the processes you need to push this through. That would probably be a good place. And maybe you might want to work with this consultant who would work with the website designer as well. The business consultant could then also ask the questions about building the processes that he could then feed into the website designer. So either a website designer who can work as a consultant or a consultant plus a website designer. Okay. Liam, thanks for that today. I mean, I mean, I, I, I've learned an absolute shed load of information that, you know, we're great operators, we're great board directors, yeah, but when it comes down to sort of cloud-based, it's a different model, isn't it? I mean, people are diversifying, changing their business, you know, getting into it. And that sort of gave me a bit of a background, really. So, obviously, you're on LinkedIn, are you, Liam? Yeah. Yep, certainly. Yeah. So, so I take it's Liam Anderson, yeah, and, and basically That's right. yeah. search you through and all that. And is there a sort of, have you got a website, Liam? What's, what's just yeah, I've got my own website. That's okay. uh, liamandersonvts.com. I'll say that again, liamandersonvictortangosierra.com. Great. Okay, Liam, thanks for today. Yeah, I mean, you know, a raft of information as usual, you know, and quite clearly, you know, people can see you on LinkedIn, people can go to your website, get all the information, guys, and, you know, good luck in your new venture. So, thank you very much, Liam. Thanks for your time. Yeah, you know, thank thanks you. for the information. And uh, yeah, look forward to seeing you again. Thank you very much. Thank you.